Welcome to this edition of the PBWF, the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, presented to you by the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. You can follow me at ChrisBelcher24 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The show is at PBW Podcast on those platforms. Give us a follow, subscribe wherever you find your podcast, because the PBWF is audio only. You can find our regular current product shows on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel. In fact, we would encourage that, so please go do that. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, my partner in crime, Mr. Andy York. And Andy, week 13, we're over the halfway point now. Yeah, it's uh, we're at a good point now. We're like past the opening stages. We're kind of in the middle area now. We're <clears throat> starting to build towards the end of this thing, but the end is not really the end. The end is just the beginning. So right? it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's uh, We were talking beforehand, full disclosure, that it's been a, little, it's been a minute since we recorded an uh, episode. Like right. this, and so trying to get back in the groove of it, mm-hmm. I've missed it. I've missed. Yep. I've missed booking stuff like this. So I'm, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to this show. Plus, you know what we're building to. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's so strange to think that we're building to the end now. Yeah. Like a lot of times, you you hear wrestling companies talking about the future vision, and they, you know, they the end goal's already in mind, and they work right. backwards. We're like, we're officially like. <laughs> Headed that way. Yeah. Like, we're getting closer and closer to what we envisioned the end of this thing looking like. It's pretty crazy. It is. It is. But, again, like, we're... Basically, this was, like, the testing right. portion. And we've both been bitten by the bug. And yep. So, I don't, we don't know yet what it's going to look like, but... We're working on that. We can promise you this is not... This This is going to... This is not going to be the end. Right. It's, it is definitely going to continue. We're working on what that looks like. Uh, in fact, probably as soon as we stop recording tonight. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we're working on what that's going to look like. It is going to continue, and it's going to be awesome. But that being said, this is the here and now. We are still knee-deep in Season 1 of PBWF. We are. Revolution, the Mayhem brand, Week 13. Man, coming off the heels of pay-per-view number 3. It's going to be a stacked show for both of us. We are not going to tell you what happened at the pay-per-view. Why? Because you need to go back and listen to yes. it. Yes, you do. Go back and listen to it. There was a war zone match. There was two call-your-shot gauntlet ladder matches. First ever ladder gauntlet matches. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. TNA, I did not Impact steal kinda. that from Impact. If you're listening, <laughs> I did not steal it. Dang it. Anyway, so go back and check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of good things happen. Some debuts happen. New some champions. turns happen. Some new champions happened. All kinds of crazy things. Andy's roster basically flipped upside down on the show. It did. So it you, did. you need to go watch. You need to yeah. go listen. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it, man. <laughs> Week 13, the Revolution brand. I will be going first. We'll put 30 minutes on the clock. You got the clock over there? I do. Okay. Like I said, it's been a minute. So I forgot that, <laughs> that, was my, that was part of my duty. It is part of your duty. All right, here we go. 30 minutes on the clock, and I do have an opening video package. Here we go. And while you would normally see our normal video package, you're seeing pay per view highlights, championship matches. Ladder matches and who won, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the fallout from Call Your Shot. This is Revolution. I'm Tom Hannafin, joined by Corey Graves and the Hall of Famer JBL. And guys, what a pay-per-view and what a follow-up we have. Tonight, several superstars that have left us with more questions than answers. Hopefully we can get to the bottom of those. An Intercontinental title contenders match. And Corey Graves interrupts. And he says, and the most beautiful woman in all of the PBWF will finally take her rightful place as the Revolution Women's Champion. Tom says, well, that remains to be seen, Corey. Carmella will get her shot at the title tonight. But right now, here comes a man 
who we all thought was coming in to call the Tag Team Title Tournament Finals right down the middle. Turns out he had other intentions. It's Bully Ray, and he is not alone. He is joined by Taz and the new World Tag Team Champions, Santana and Ortiz. Bully Ray grabs the mic. And he says, well, 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 what do we have here? Did you think I was just going to show up and be some has-been past his prime who was given a ref spot just to pop a rating? Did you think I wouldn't make an impact in my first appearance on the Revolution brand after being treated so unfairly on that other show? No, no. I'm here to prove that I'm not the jobber that the Mayhem brand perceives me to be. And you know what? I brought some friends along to help me do just that. Taz, we go way back, man. Santana, Ortiz, and myself. And we're only going to get stronger because there are some friends that you haven't even met yet. And we'll be recruiting plenty more people to join us. So if Steve Austin thought this place was crazy, and that he couldn't control this brand, he hasn't seen anything yet. Because the anarchy and the destruction that is coming to revolution will cause this brand to (laughs) fall and pray. Wait a minute. What is this? That's Scarlet! And that's Karrion Cross! But but he looks a little different than the last time we saw him. He's got his head shaved again. <laughs> what what are his intentions? Cross gets in the ring, he stares down Bully Ray, and he shakes his hands. Bully Ray says, you know, it's good to have a protector. Any group needs a protector. Any group needs somebody that you don't want to mess with. Any dominant group needs a killer. So I give you Killer Cross. The crowd is in stunned silence. Bully continues, says, and it seems like all these guys, they've walked alone through the majority of their career. They've marched to the beat of their own drum, but not anymore. Now they don't have to worry about that because this, this is a brotherhood. We ride together. We are the aces and eights. <laughs> what have we just witnessed? The aces and eights are here in revolution. And, and there's more of them? What is he talking about? What does the future of this brand look like? We have got to take a commercial break. I need Mr. Kennedy. I'll give you Luke Gallows back. <laughs> I did re- regret trading chat- Gallows after I did this. We're back, and we see Steve Austin walking around backstage. He stops, and he knocks on the locker room door of the bloodline. The door opens, and the Usos greet Steve Austin. He asks for Roman, and the Usos tell him that he's not here yet. And Austin says, make sure to send Roman to my office when he shows up, because I've got an opportunity for the former champ. Uso's nod. Steve Austin walks away as we cut to the ring. I bet. Corey Graves says, oh, baby, here we go. The most beautiful woman in all the PBWF finally gets the opportunity she deserves. JBL interrupts and he says, well, if you're watching at home and you need translation, what Loverboy over there is trying to say is that up next, Carmella is going to get her shot, but it certainly will not be an easy task. Here comes the women's champion, our champion, Shayna Baszler, who had a defining win at the pay-per-view against Ronda Rousey, seemingly running her out of the PBWL. (laughs) The bell sounds. Here we go. Carmella tries to charge in, but Shayna just gives her a big shoulder tackle. Carmella gets back up, charges back in. Shayna with another shoulder tackle, this time knocking Mella to the outside. Carmella heads over to our table here, is consulting with her husband, but Baszler is just laughing in the ring. Finally, 
The champ has had enough. She rolls to the outside, comes after Mella. Mella starts running around the ring. She rolls back in. Shayna's right behind her. Mella with a super kick, but it just staggers the champ. Mella with another one that rocks Shayna, but it still doesn't take her down. Mella lines up for a third. Shayna catches her foot, spins her around. Kirifuda clutch. She's got it locked in. She takes her down. Mella has no choice but to tap out. This one is over. The champ has retained her title in dominant fashion. And Graves says, are you kidding me? This is a miscarriage of justice. Mella didn't even get a chance. Here we go. Nonetheless, our champ is retained. We are heading to commercial break. We are back, and we see a shot of the commentary table. Tom Hannafin tells us that before he was interrupted at the top of the show, he was going to let everybody know that after an eventful pay-per-view, we are scheduled to hear from both the winner of the men's and women's Call Your Shot Gauntlet ladder match tonight. And that, But that is tonight. Coming up next week, all of a sudden, Shayna Baszler comes back out, and she jumps up on the commentary table. She grabs a microphone. She says, listen. This is for Stone Cold Steve Austin, upper management, and whoever is within the sound of my voice. I'm proud to be the champion of this brand, but not when the competition is as weak as it is. You saw what I did to Carmella. You saw how I dismantled Ronda Rousey. I have beaten everyone in this division. I need a real challenge. Wait a minute. What? I thought she was traded to the Mayhem brand. That's the Charlotte. What is she doing here? Charlotte gets in the ring. She steps up to Shayna. And Shayna says, oh, come on. I'm pretty sure you're the person that I beat to win this title. Well, what's wrong, Charlotte? Couldn't get in your way on the Mayhem brand, so you had to crawl back here? I got news for you. I don't know that you won a single match the last time you were here, and you got squashed by three competitors that you claim to be better than. So it's time for you to get in the back of the line, queen. As Shayna turns to leave, Charlotte blindsides her. She attacks the champ, showing a very vicious side. She mounts her, punches, picks her up, big boot to the face, natural selection. Charlotte grabs the title and hits Baszler over the head. And by this time, officials are coming out. They're making their way down to separate these two. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. It's the winner of the Call Your Shot Gauntlet ladder match. It's Britt Baker sprinting to the ring. She has her contract. She hands it to one of the officials. She wants a women's title match right now. And that's how the contract works. She can do that. The bell sounds. Baszler's trying to get up. Curb stomp by Britt Baker. She gets out the glove. She gets a log jaw on Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler is still knocked out from the attack. The ref doesn't get a response. She rings the bell. That's it. We have a new women's champion just like that. Shayna Baszler's run has come to an end. Chelsea Green is out to celebrate with her best friend because if it wasn't for her, Brett wouldn't have this opportunity. They are celebrating up the ramp as we head to commercial break. What's up with women in briefcases not being held long in any company? Did that intentionally. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, that was great. We are back, and we just saw an impact from the women's Call Your Shot uh, ladder match. Brett Baker's won the women's championship, and now let's see what the men's winner, Randy Orton, has in store for us. Randy grabs a mic and says, whoa, did you guys see that? Britt Baker cashing in her opportunity. Man, she stole my thunder. You know, ever since this brand started, I've been waiting in the wings, waiting in the shadows, waiting to make my mark, waiting to strike. And last week at the pay-per-view, I won the first ever Call Your Shot Gauntlet ladder match. And there are plenty of opportunities here for me to make my mark now that I have this contract. But I just have to decide which opportunity I'm going to take. Bro. What? (laughs) What? Are you kidding me? 
making his PBWF debut. It's the original bro, Matt Riddle. He's coming out. He's got a huge smile on his face. And Randy does not. Riddle gets in the ring. He goes for a hug. And Randy stops him. He says, hey, 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 Randy. It's so good to see you. We're back, baby. And the fans chant, RK, bro. RK, bro. RK, bro. Orton says, listen, Matt. What we had in WWE was a blast. And it was one of the most fun times of my career. But here in PBWF, I'm in the twilight. I've got one good run left in me. And I need to do it alone. Riddle says, nah, bro, come on. You know you want to. You know you want to make a run at those tag titles one more time with your favorite bro. <laughs> Orton starts to speak, but he stops himself. He looks around, and the fans are chanting, yes, yes, yes. Orton says, Matt, I'll tell you what. I'll use my call your shot opportunity to get us a tag title match under one condition. You beat me one-on-one in the main event tonight. What? You can feel the air being taken out of the building. The crowd is stunned. Riddle looks confused. He says, bro, what are you talking about? It's me and you, man. I don't want to fight you. Orton says, then leave me alone. Otherwise, I'll see you tonight. Orton walks away. Riddle says, all right, bro. Okay, you're on. I can't believe this. I thought Randy Orton would welcome this back with open arms. He seems to have another agenda, though. We'll see if Austin will sign off on this match for later tonight. Commercial break. As we return, we're backstage, and Kayla Braxton is with the aforementioned Stone Cold Steve Austin. She asked him if he's going to sanction the match that we just heard, and he said absolutely he will. But before he can say anything else, Paul Heyman walks into frame. (laughs) Austin says, just the man I'm looking for. Where's Roman? Paul says, well, Mr. Austin, I regret to inform you. The tribal chief is not coming tonight. Not coming, Austin asked. Heyman nods, and Austin said, hmm. Well, you can tell him that next week. He's booked in the main event against Adam Cole for the World Heavyweight Championship one-on-one. And if that's not good enough for him to show up, then he's going to be fined. Heyman smiles, nods, and he walks away. And as Kayla goes to ask Austin another question, Matt Cardona shows up. (laughs) Whoa, 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 Steve, what happened to my title shot? I was the last champion. I should get the first rematch. And Austin says, well, Matt, you got pinned in the match and Roman didn't. So go out, win a match right now against an opponent of my choosing. You'll be in line for a title shot. Wait, 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 right now? Yes, Matt, right now. Come on, let's go. They head around to the corner to the gorilla position. Austin orders the tech to start Matt's music. He says, let's see if you're always ready, kid. (laughs) Wow, what a bombshell by Steve Austin. Here comes Matt Cardona. He's going to be in a match right now to try to earn a shot at his championship back. But who's he going to face? You think you know me? Uh Uh-oh. Here comes another man that came up short of the pay-per-view. Felt like he was screwed by a friend. Definitely a chip on his shoulder. Here comes Edge. Bell sounds. We are underway. Matt charges in. Spear! Spear by Edge. But Cardona rolls out of the ring. Chelsea Green sprints down to the check on him. Edge is yelling, come on, let's go, come on, as we head to commercial break. <laughs> Squash him. <laughs> we are back. Cardona has finally been able to take advantage of the aggressiveness by Edge. Seems like Edge was going to put Cardona away, but Edge missed the spear on the outside, went through the barricade. And since then, Cardona's been in full control. He picks up Edge in a power slam position, turns it into a shoulder breaker, and then he throws Edge shoulder first into the ring post. Edge is crawling around on the ring. Ref trying to check on him. Cardona punts Edge's arm. The Hall of Famer is in a lot of pain here. The ref is is trying to check on him, but Cardona is setting up for radio silence. Edge gets up, somehow catches him midair, spine buster by Edge. But that took so much out of Edge. He's trying to set up in the corner to go for the spear, but he is writhing in pain. 
Edge crawls over. He, he he crawls over. Cardona gets up. Spear. There it is. Spear by Edge. But it took so much out of him. He tries to go for the cover. Cardona gets up. Rolls up Edge. Puts a feet on the ropes. One, two, three. Matt Cardona gets the win over Edge to get an opportunity at the World Heavyweight Championship. As we go to commercial break, we cut backstage. We see Johnny Gargano walking with a purpose. Looks like he is headed this way. We will hear from him coming up next. What segment is this? Seven. I'm right on the fringe. (laughs) Here he comes, ladies and gentlemen, the former Intercontinental Champion, Johnny Gargano, he's not his jovial self. He walks right into the ring. He says, cut the music. Tommaso Ciampa, get out here. Gargano calling Ciampa out after the chair shot. that costed him the Intercontinental title, but nothing happens. No Ciampa. Tommaso, I know you're here. I know you're back there. We need to address this right here, right now. There's no music, but Ciampa does walk out. Here he is, slowly walking to the ring. Johnny says, Tommaso, what do you got to say for yourself? I thought we were best friends, and you costed me the Intercontinental Championship last week. Why? I thought this was all behind us. Champa has a mic. He slowly raises it, and he says, Johnny, it was an accident. Gargano yells back at him. He says, an accident? That's what you're going to go with? An accident. You've gotten involved in every match I've had since we agreed to split up, and I don't think that's a coincidence. Champa has his head down. He's not making any eye contact. Gargano raises up Champa's head, gets in his face, and he says, Come on, Tommaso, answer me. What do you got to say for yourself? Champa backs up, and with his head down, he says, I'm sorry. From behind, Gargano is blindsided. Who are these guys attacking Gargano? Wait, that looks like Bobby Roode. But who's with him? That, no, that's James Storm. What in the world? James Storm and Bobby Roode. And Taz has emerged from the entranceway looking on Roode and Storm are just pummeling Gargano as Champa just has his head down, standing in the ring. Roode and Storm exit. Champa slowly follows. Tag hugs. Taz, I'm sorry. Hugs. Roode and Storm have the reunited beer money now joined. The aces and eights. It certainly appears that way. And as Champa approaches, here comes Bully Ray, and he hugs Tommaso Champa. But wait a minute, Champ Champa doesn't reciprocate. He turns around, he makes eye contact with Gargano, he puts his head down, and he walks to the back. As we go to commercial break. <laughs> what? Awesome. We are back. It is now time for the Intercontinental Championship match, or Intercontinental Championship contenders match, rather. I'm not sure how Miz weaseled his way into this. Mike Rome said this is what the match is, so here we go. And his opponent, another former Intercontinental Champion, Christian. Bell sounds we are underway here. Very technical to start this thing off. Christian gets shot to the corner, scales the second buckle, sunset flip, one, two, kicks out. They both get to their feet, thumb to the eye by the Miz. Miz goes to hook Christian for a suplex, picks him up. Christian slips behind, locks his arms, kills Switch. But as he goes for the pin, Baron Corbin and Lance Archer come out of the back. They head down to the ring. Christian quickly points them out to the referee. Who knows what their involvement's going to be as we head to commercial break. We are back. Tail end of this match. Miz has slowly gained control, but not to the credit of Archer and Corbin. They have kept their word. They said before the break they weren't going to get involved, and they have not. Miz going for the figure four. Christian rolls him up one, two, kick out. Miz with a super kick. Christian goes down. Miz going for the DDT. Christian reverses. Northern Lights suplex. One, two, kick out. Christian starting his comeback, though. Goes off the ropes. Spear on Miz. Going for the kill switch, but Corbin gets up on the apron. Christian goes after him. Sorry, but Miz shoves Corbin or shoves Christian right into Corbin. Christian staggers back, skull-crushing finale on the Miz, or on Christian, rather. The cover, one, two, foot on the rope. Wait a minute. It looked, yeah, yeah, Lance Archer, he put Christian's foot on the rope. 
Miz thinks that happened. Did we see that right? What is going on? Miz turns around, starts trading blows with Christian. Miz shoots Christian off the ropes. Christian reverses. Miz hits the ropes. He gets tripped. Baron Corbin grabs Miz's foot and tripped him. Miz starts yelling at Corbin. Christian grabs him from behind. Kill switch. One, two, three. That is it. Christian gets the win here. But what's the meaning of all this? What is going on with Christian, with Corbin and Archer? They both get in the ring. Christian looks ready to go, but they put their hands up saying they don't want any trouble. They even gesture for Christian to just leave. Christian shrugs his shoulders and walks out. By this time, Miz gets up. He slaps Corbin in the face, starts yelling at Archer. You had to see this coming. Corbin grabs Miz. <laughs> end of days. Lance Archer picks him up. Blackout. The two men stand over the Miz and just laugh as it appears the Miztourage is no more as we head to commercial break. Babyface Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> we are back, ladies and gentlemen, and we are in the backstage hallway. The Miz is walking around, and Maurice comes up to him. Maurice starts to ask if it's okay, and Miz yells at her. Says, where were you? Did you see what happened? I needed you out there. Maurice apologizes, said she was tied up with something. Miz says he doesn't care, and said none of this would have happened if you had been there. Maurice gives him a disgusted look, slaps him across the face, and walks away. Miz throws his hands up, tries to apologize, and chase after her as we cut back to the ring. Bro. It is main event time, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes Matt Riddle. Gonna go one on one with his former best friend, I guess. I don't know. We all know you can't trust the Viper. That's why I said we don't know. Former best friend. Who knows? Here comes Randy Orton. Riddle wants Orton to use that uh, call your shot opportunity to get a tag title shot. Orton seems to have other plans, but here we go. Bell sounds we are underway. I don't have to go through this. Randy Orton, traditional Randy <laughs> Orton match. You know how that goes. <laughs> but uh, Riddle is gets sent to the corner, gets a couple of leg kicks, though, on Randy Orton. Uh, Randy reverses. He shoots Riddle back to the corner, follows Riddle in. Riddle catches Randy Orton in a triangle choke. What a counter as Randy followed him in. Orton pulls him out of the corner, powerbomb on the mat, but order or sorry, Riddle keeps the triangle choke on Orton. He's really wearing him down with this hold, but after a minute or so, Randy Orton stands up. Riddle's got the hold locked in. They spill over the top rope, Cena and Batista style. What a nasty fall as we had to commercial break. We are back. Conclusion of this match. Randy Orton has gained the advantage. Begins his signature. Randy Orton comeback. You know. The big power slam. Ropung DDT. Looks like he's setting up for the RKO, but he stops. He has that look in his eyes. What is he thinking? Oh, no. Randy Orton goes to the corner. Is he going to punt Matt Riddle? Stay down, Riddle. Randy's got that look on his face. Riddle starts to get up. Orton charges in. But he stops. It's like he's questioning himself. He kind of looks at Riddle. Riddle grabs him, rolls him up. One, two, kick out by Randy Orton. Riddle, huge knee to the face. It staggers Orton, but it doesn't take him off his feet. Riddle, another knee to the face, but this time it doesn't phase Randy Orton. He is livid. Riddle starts chopping Randy, but he is not phased. Orton gets in Riddle's face, and you can hear him say, Are you kidding? I tried to have pity on you, and you're trying to steal one? Riddle looks dumbfounded. Orton, huge, vicious clothesline, just starts stomping Riddle with no remorse whatsoever. He gets down in Riddle's face, and he said, you have sealed your fate. RK Bro is dead. Orton gets up, and he punts Matt Riddle. Riddle is knocked out. Orton stands over him, but that's not enough. Picks him up. RKO. One, two, three. That is it. Randy Orton gets the win. He seems to be really upset at Matt Riddle, thinking that he was giving Riddle a chance, and Riddle tried to get one over on him. Not sure that that's exactly how it went down, but that's how Randy Orton sees it. That's when he snaps, and he went to that place, and he was victorious in the main event tonight. We will see you guys next week to try to sort this out on Revolution. 
Poor Riddle. Poor Riddle. Poor Riddle. I like it though. I like the the. I thought for a second when he went to do the punt first that Riddle was going to RKO him like mid run RKO yeah. him. That would have been that would have been nice, but uh-huh. I like the way you went with it. Um, <clears throat> Babyface Corbin, you're gonna have to sell me on a little bit, but <laughs> we might not be getting Babyface Corbin. We'll just have to wait and see. And uh, Aces and Eights was not on my radar at all. Good, I was thinking that was the point. I was thinking Team Taz, if anything, but sure. Aces and Eight. I completely forgot Taz was even in that. Yes, he was. And yeah, that's wow. Team Taz with or not Team Taz? You got me saying Team Taz now. Aces, Aces and, and Eights. eights. Yep. With the reunited beer money, yeah, carrying cross, possibly Scarlet. We'll have to see what happens with Champa. Champa Santana and Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz. You got a, you got your own Bullet Club over there. I do have my own Bullet Club. That is right. We have a lot over here. Wow, that was great. And a new women's champion. That was that was that was a good segment. That was funny. That was that was yeah. Poor Corey. Yeah, poor Corey. Poor Carmelo. Yeah. She got squashed, bro. <laughs> All right, man. What a fun time. If you like what you're hearing again, make sure you're following us at uh, PBW Podcast. I can't talk tonight for some reason. <laughs> at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast and on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel, even though this show does not have a video version. So subscribe there. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. All right. All right. 30 minutes on the clock. I'm going to need all 30. All right. <laughs> Shout out Cardona. <laughs> uh, give me about a third volume. Third? About a third. And we should be good to go. Like that. That should be good. Yep. Okay. Here we go. 30 minutes on the clock. We're going to need all of them. The Mayhem brand <laughs> following up after Warzone. Here we go. All right, there is no opening package this week, but instead there is a shot of the live crowd buzzing in anticipation. We cut to commentary, and Michael Cole says, Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mayhem. I am Michael Cole, and tonight I have the honor of being joined by the general manager of Mayhem, Lord Regal, on commentary while Pat McAfee is still recovering from injury. Regal says, Thank you, Michael. I'm glad to be filling in for Mr. McAfee. Unfortunately, the man with the mask is not here with us either, but just as I am glad to be here for this very historic show, Michael Cole says, tonight will be a historic show as we have a packed show for you. We are going to hear from Kevin Owens and Triple H after their attack on Seth Rollins. The full Bullet Club will be here. Drew McIntyre has found a mystery opponent to help him fight Walter and Wade Barrett tonight, and in the main event, Keith Lee defends the Pure Wrestling Championship against... Biggie. Ooh. But we are starting to show off hot with the 16-time world heavyweight champion, the man, the myth, the legend himself, John Cena is finally here with us on Mayhem. We've been building this for a month or so now. We've been building this Uh for a while. But John Cena is finally here with us. He slides into the ring like he does. He bounces off the ropes, throws his hat into the crowd. He grabs a microphone. And he says, wow, I've missed you guys so much. I'm so glad to be here. And I've been watching the, the whole time. And I'm greatly impressed by what I've seen. Some of the best in the world showing up each and every week. And I couldn't wait to be a part of it. So what is first for John Cena. Mm. Well, I am declaring for the Mayhem Rumble at Let's Rumble. I am the first man to declare for that spot. But what about in the meantime? Well, I've got my eyes set on some pretty big... Wait a minute. That's another John making his way out here. The new PBWF World Heavyweight Champion, John Moxley... Championship in hand is making a beeline to the ring. He's walking with a purpose. He slams open the barricade. He rolls in the ring and immediately gets in John Cena's face. And he says, "It's nice for the second best John to finally show up to, fa- <laughs> uh, to sh- finally show his face around here. You bl- uh, you blew it. I'm honestly surprised that you are here. I thought you would be so busy with that Hollywood crap that you would have forgotten all about the people that got you there." And John Cena says. 
John Moxley, is it? You look so familiar. You look like a guy I used to know, but you know, he was the worst of his own group and was pushed before he was even ready. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> John Moxley says, that's funny, coming from you. I have no respect for you. And anytime you want to challenge me for this championship, the answer is... Wait a minute. CM Punk is making his way out to the ring after beating Samoa Joe at Warzone. He is making his way to the ring. Cena is kind of smiling and laughing. These two men have a lot of history together, as well as John Moxley and CM Punk having a lot of history together. CM Punk gets in the ring microphone and saying, he goes, what's wrong, Cena? You look like you've seen a ghost or something. But you aren't the John I'm focused on right now. And he kind of looks past John Cena and he says, I'm looking at you, Moxley. Just so you know, I am the number one contender for that championship. Mm. And at Let's Rumble, I'm taking the title off of you. So Cena will have to wait in line. And John Cena kind of laughs, microphone in his hand, and he says, It's nice to know both of you are so worried about me, but you didn't let me finish from the beginning. I'm not coming for that championship. Yet. In fact, starting tonight and each week, I am holding an open challenge to prove to the fans, to Regal, and to everyone else that I deserve to be here. So why don't you boys leave the ring and let this real man show you what I can do? John Moxley and uh, and CM Punk finally leave the ring. Cena's in the ring by himself. We are cutting to commercial break. Who will answer the open challenge of John Cena? We are back from commercial break. John Cena is in the ring waiting for his opponent. Michael Cole on commentary throws his hands up and says, oh, I thought we were done with this idiot tonight. Of course, MJF has a microphone in his hand as he makes his way down to the ring, and he says, Johnny boy, it's so nice to finally meet Mr. Hustle, loyalty, and respect. Let me introduce myself. I'm your worst nightmare. I hope you enjoyed your little promo here because this is the first and last time in Mayhem because just like Pat, I'm going to end you once and for all. Mm. Cena just kind of smiles like, who is this kid? As he gets in the ring, the bell finally rings, and out of the gate, Cena rocks MJF with a clothesline, uh, sending MJF flying out to the floor. He rolls out of the ring and slams uh, MJF on the announce table with frustration. MJF slams the announce table with frustration before pointing his finger at Regal and says, this is all your fault, Regal. But when he turns around, Cena is standing right there and lays him out with a huge punch followed by a back body drop on the announce table before rolling MJF back in the ring. Uh, Cena celebrates with the crowd before rolling back in the ring, but he is met with a huge sliding knee from MJF. Uh, MJF is on the attack quick, throwing Cena into the steel steps and to the table and into the barricade before rolling him back to the ring. Uh, MJF starts to pull Cena up and begins to lay in shot after shot. He shoots off the ropes and tries to shoulder tackle him, but Cena doesn't move. MJF tries it again, but this time he is met with a drop kick from Cena. Cena goes over to pull MJF, MJF up, but MJF pulls the ref in the way, low blows Cena from behind as the from behind the ref's back as we cut to commercial break. Mm. We come back from commercial break. MJF is in full control. Uh, and is uh, taking it to Cena. MJF goes for the Tombstone pile driver, but Cena reverses it and nails uh, a sit-out pile driver of his own. Both men are laid out. They pull themselves back up, but Cena hits a shoulder tackle, then another shoulder tackle. MJF swings. Cena dodges. Hits the back body drop to MJF. Stands over him and goes, you can't see me. Shoots off the ropes and hits the five-knuckle shuffle. He sets up for the attitude adjustment, but MJF gets out of it, rolls up Cena. One, two, Cena kicks out. Ooh. MJF hits him with a step-up enziguri, and then quickly applies the salt of the earth and just starts to pull back on Cena's arm. Cena is in a bad way, but he barely manages to get his foot on the rope. MJF goes for the tombstone once again, but Cena reverses it and plants MJF with an attitude adjustment. He covers him one two, three, John Cena gets the win, but before he can even really start celebrating, from behind, MJF is just on the attack, throwing lefts and rights. He's beginning to beat him up. He's beginning to beat him down. Uh, MJF pulls the, the massive ring out of his trunks and is setting up to hit him again. Wait a minute. And running down the ring, Pat McAfee is back. He is here. He slides into the ring and just begins to attack MJF. MJF tries to get away, but Cena catches him again with an attitude adjustment. He pulls Pat, uh, He pulls MJF back up. 
McAfee is on the second rope and hits what he calls the indie sunrise on Pat Mac on MJF. MJF rolls out of the ring. Pat McAfee and John Cena embrace. Pat rolls out of the ring. He bows to Regal. Regal gets up from his seat, brushes his seat off, lets McAfee back on his uh, back in his chair as we cut to commercial break. I need a John Cena and Pat McAfee tag match, please. <laughs> Them or uh, McAfee and Miro, because that's still a thing. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's true. All right, we come back from commercial break, and a limo has just pulled up, and all of a sudden, all members of the Bullet Club are exiting out of there. It's a big limo. They're pulling their- I was they're, getting ready to say. It's a huge stretch limo. They're all walking out, making their way to the ring. <laughs> Kevin Owens is making his way out. The boos are just raining down on him after his vicious attack on Seth Rollins. Uh, he makes his way out to the ramp. He walks down smiling before stopping, and he points at the entrance. And the game himself is here. The crowd is just booing both of these men heavily. They walk down smiling, grinning from ear to ear. Triple H has a microphone in his hand. And he says, why is everyone so surprised? Seth had this coming. Just last week, he said he didn't need us, but instead that we needed him. Yet Kevin and I are still here. But where is poor Seth? You deserved this. You were gifted everything, and you weren't grateful enough. Not like Kevin is. Kevin Owens has a microphone. He says, Seth, I hope you're listening to this. I hope you understand that all of this is your fault. We could have had everything. We could, have had, we could have ran mayhem, but you screwed it up. You ruined it all. You had to pay for your sins, and your payment has just begun. Burn it down! Wait a minute. He was not medically cleared to be here tonight. Seth Rollins is limping his way to the ring. He is not looking for talking. He is looking for a fight. He's taped up ribs, and he's walking down at the bottom of the ramp. And from behind, Samoa Joe is there. Samoa Joe just begins attacking Seth Rollins. He throws no. him into the barricade. He throws him into the ring apron. He lays Seth upon the apron and just nails him with a muscle buster to the floor. Watch that knee, Seth. Joe rolls <laughs> Seth back into the ring, grabs two steel chairs. Gra uh, he gives KO a chair, and Joe has one, and they are swinging back to hit him. This is this and Wardlow comes running to the ring. All three men bail out of the ring. He hits the ring like he is ready to fight. He is looking for a fight. Triple H is just laughing. Samoa Joe is looking for a fight as well. He tries to help Seth up to his feet. Medical personnel are making their way to the ring as we cut to commercial break. An interesting alliance I didn't see continuing. <laughs> We come back from commercial break, and Renee Young is backstage meeting up with uh, Wardlow as he is coming through Gorilla. And she says, Wardlow, why did you go out there to help Seth? And uh, Wardlow says, Renee, Hunter and Kevin crossed the line at Warzone. And while Seth and I didn't always see eye to eye, he gave me the opportunity to be here. And I'm not going to let Hunter and Kevin take advantage of him. We cut back to the ring. Bullet Club. And here comes the Bullet Club with Finn Balor leading the way. AJ Styles, Jay White, Hangman Adam Page, the Good Brothers, and the Young Bucks all following behind. This group is huge now after they turned on Kenny Omega. Shockingly out of nowhere, nobody really saw it coming, but they are here with the Bullet Club. And Finn Balor has a microphone. He says, hello and welcome to the Bullet Club era. You see, the Bullet Club is back to being the pinnacle of professional wrestling. Now, Kenny, I'm sure you have a lot of questions, but those will be answered in time. However, right now, this is a celebration. A celebration of something I created a long time ago. Something that took over the wrestling world and something that created and elevated careers more than any group in wrestling history. And I want you to tell him more about it, Carl. And he hands Carl Anderson the phone. He says, that's right, Debit. We own the wrestling world. Always have and always will. The Bullet Club will live forever, and that's just too sweet. All of a sudden, all the lights go out. And we see on the video, the Titan Tron, we see a man, only his legs, walking through the desert, 
stumbling while walking. He's looking like he's having a lot of trouble. Very familiar song. And it seems like he's walking up on an abandoned house that was abandoned because of a fire of some sort. The man walks to the door and slowly opens the door and walks in. Cut to black. As we cut to commercial break. We are back from commercial break, and the Bullet Club is walking through the locker room, kind of freaked out by the vignette that they just saw. They don't really know what's going on. When all of a sudden, all of them stop. AJ looks at Finn and says, uh, he looks at Finn and says, I've got, I've got this. Don't worry about it. All the Bullet Club walks away. AJ walks forward and is face to face with John Cena. Cena extends his hand for a handshake, but Styles just laughs and he says, Welcome back, Cena. So glad you could grace us with your presence once again. I heard what you said out there, and I just wanted you to know I'm accepting your open challenge next week so I can remind myself just how fun it is to beat up John Cena. (laughs) Cena just smiles and says, see you next week, AJ, as he walks out of frame. And here comes the Knights of Wrestling. They are making their way out to the ring. Um, just Walter and Wade Barrett. No Cesaro. No Ander- or No Anderson. No Cesaro. <laughs> no Sheamus. They get in the ring. And here comes the Scottish warrior, the Scottish psychopath, Drew McIntyre. He is making his way, but before he even walks down the ramp, he stops, and he does the, you know, NWO pose up to the ramp. Uh-oh. And his, and his partner. Wait a minute. Pete Dunn is here. Pete Dunn is making his way. Obviously, Pete Dunn and Walter have a lot of history together. Drew McIntyre and Pete, and Pete Dunn bump fist. They walk down. Butch is not here. It is Pete Dunn. He is walking there, walking their way down to the ring. He gets into the ring. Pete and Walter are the legal men to start off this match. And as soon as the bell rings, Pete runs towards Walter and just begins to lay in the heavy shots. Walter pushes him away, but now Dunn is just trying to apply a sleeper hold. Walter throws Pete off and immediately takes him out with a huge drop kick. Walter grabs Pete Dunn, throws him into the corner, and just lays in the chops. Pete's chest is just bruised and purple. Walter throws him into the corner, and he tags in Barrett. Barrett continues to beat down on Pete Dunn. Bun- uh, Dunn starts to get some momentum, but Barrett ends it with a huge sidewalk slam. He grabs Dunn, throws him to the apron, and spikes him with a brain buster on the apron as we cut to commercial break. Jeez. We come back from commercial break, and Walter is the legal man with Pete Dunn still. Uh, he goes for a chop in the corner, but Dunn dodges it and kicks uh, the back of Walter's knee and then hits a running knee to the back of Walter's head. Both men are laid out. Dunn is slowly crawling to his corner, ready for Drew, but Barrett distracts the referee as Cesaro and Sheamus jump the barricade, pull Drew off the apron, and throw him into the barricade. Dunn looks confused, turns towards a uh, turns around into a huge clothesline from Walter, covers them one Two, Drew slides in and breaks up the pin. Walter tags in Barry. He grabs Dunn, lifts him up for the wasteland, but Drew slips out of it, but Dunn slips out of it and hits him with a German suplex. Dunn finally reaches and makes the hot tag to Drew. He comes in, hits shoulder tackle on Barrett, then another before hitting an over-the-head throw, sending Barrett flying. He then turns and headbutts Walter off of the apron. He picks up Barrett, goes for the future shock, but he gets out of it and hits a big boot with a huge claymore. Or he, or he hits a big boot. Drew bounces off the ropes and comes back with a huge claymore. He covers him one, 
to Walter pulls the referee out of the ring. He is arguing with the ref, but from the steps, Pete Dunne comes flying uh, and attacks Walter. Walter sends Dunne into the corner, goes running through, or goes tries to run through him, but dodges and sends him flying through the barricade. The barricade crashes all around him. In the ring, Drew turns around and gets lifted up for the wasteland, but Dunne sneaks tags Drew. Drew slips out of it, hits a claymore. Barrett bounces off the ropes and into a bitter end, covers him one, two, three. Drew McIntyre and Dunn pick up the win. Wrong music. Drew McIntyre and Pete Dunn pick up the win as we cut to commercial break. We come back from commercial break, and backstage, Keith Lee is with Renee Young, and she asks, Keith, after Warzone, how do you feel defending your championship against someone like Big E? And he goes, well, Renee, but before he can even answer, MJ, uh, MVP <laughs> comes into the frame. And he says, Renee, great question, but could you excuse us, gentlemen, so we can discuss something? Renee walks away and he says, look, all of the Hurt Business is impressed with you, Keith. You are a monster. And we think you would be a great fit to join us. What do you say? And Keith Lee looks at him and smiles and says, well, thank you for the offer. But I don't need you. I got here on my own and I'm staying that way. So I will decline your offer. Now, excuse me, I have a championship to defend. Keith Lee goes to leave, but is all of a sudden he is standing face-to-face -face with Bobby Lashley, and Bobby looks at him and says, don't get too comfortable. You could have been our friend, but now you are our enemy, as we cut back to the ring. Bailey and Jordan Grace make their way to the ring, obviously unhappy with what happened at Warzone. She has a microphone and she says, I have had zero success since coming to Mayhem. I couldn't beat Sasha. I couldn't win the title at Warzone. And so I've been wondering what the problem has been. Uh oh. But then it finally hit me what the problem was. And that's you, Jordan. I took you under my wing. I tried to help you. And you did nothing for me. You did nothing to help me. You didn't help me against Sasha. You didn't even show up at Warzone. You've done nothing but hold me down. So I'm done with you. You're fired. Bailey slaps Jordan across the face. She turns around and says, just because I lost that Warzone doesn't mean I can't challenge again. But from behind, Jordan Grace just lays out Bailey, oh. begins to lay in the shots on Bailey. But Bailey finally uh, is able to escape from the ring as Grace is just staring down the ramp. She has the microphone and she says, Bailey, I don't know who you think you are. But I'm challenging you to a fight next week oh, as we cut to commercial break. What segment? Segment nine. Okay. We come back from commercial break. Michael Cole is on commentary, and he says, Next week, our main event, AJ Styles, will be going one-on-one -on -one with John Cena. Woo! We are also going to be having the fallout, some more fallout from Warzone, as the Bullet Club will be back, as the Good Brothers will be taking on FTR and so much more action. But tonight, it is our main event. We all want to go big, then say that. Ho! Big E makes his way out to the ring. He is looking fired up. The New Day is not with him. He told them to go on home. He wants to do this by himself. Big E is walking his way out to the ring. He's in the ring. Lee makes his way out to the ring as well, looking to become the first pure wrestling champion to successfully defend his championship Ooh. on Mayhem. Hasn't been done yet. He gets in the ring. The bell rings. Big E and Keith Lee meet in the middle, and they shake hands before going into a tie-up. Uh, Big E takes advantage, uh, gets the advantage, shoots, Lee's, shoots Lee off the ropes, takes him down with a shoulder tackle before he starts swinging his hips like he does. Lee, Keith Lee just laughs before shooting E off the ropes, takes him down with a sh uh, shoulder tackle of his own, and returns the favor by shaking his hips at Big E. They tie up again, but this time Keith Lee gets behind Big E, lifts him up, and plants him, with a, plants him belly first on the mat. He shoots to the front, grabs his head, lifts him up, goes for the beal throw, but Big E escapes, goes for a belly-to-belly, -belly, but Keith Lee escapes by throwing E over the ropes to the floor. Keith Lee looks at the crowd, smiles, and hits an, a huge over-the-top rope senton, taking Big E out as we cut to commercial break. 
We come back from commercial break. Keith Lee is still in full control. He hits Big E with a huge spine buster. Goes for the cover. One, two, Big E kicks out. He goes for the spirit bomb, but Big E escapes by hitting a Hurricane Rana on Keith Lee before taking him out, uh, before taking him to the apron with a clothesline. Big E bounces off the ropes and hits a huge spear through the ropes, taking Keith Lee and himself out. Big E quickly grabs Lee, rolls him back into the ring. Uh, he slides in, bounces off the ropes, and hits a huge splash. Covers him one, two, kick out. Big E goes for the big ending, but Keith Lee escapes, sends him into the corner. Lee gets, uh, gets up and hits him with a reverse Rana. Uh, Keith Lee then doesn't go for the pin this time, but instead climbs to the top rope. But Big E is up and just shoves Keith Lee off the top rope, crashing into the barricade as we cut to our final commercial break. We come back from break, and Big E is in full control. Uh, we kind of move on through the rest of this match. Keith Lee hasn't recovered from the top rope spot uh, still, but Big E lifts Keith Lee up, plants him with the big ending. He covers him. One, two, Keith Lee kicks out at the last second. Big E can't believe it. He tries to slowly pull Lee up to his feet, uh, but from out of nowhere, Lee uh, Keith Lee lifts him up and plants him with a spirit bomb, uh, covers him. One, two, kick out. Both men are spent and tired. They begin to trade shots back and forth. E goes for the big ending, but Keith Lee gets out of it once again, goes for the spirit bomb, but E gets out of it. Big E bounces off the ropes and goes for a running splash, but Keith Lee catches him, lifts him up, right into the big bang catastrophe, covers him. One, two, three. Keith Lee defends the pure wrestling champion. He is the first ever champion to defend, a pure wrestling champion to defend the championship. Big E finally slowly pulls himself up, shakes hands with him, and begins to leave the ring while Keith Lee celebrates. But from the crowd, the Street Profits slide into the ring and just begin to attack Keith Lee. On the ramp, Big E turns around, but is immediately put in the hurt lock by Bobby Lashley. The hurt business has finally surrounded the ring like a pack of wolves, ready to attack, ready to go after Keith Lee. Wait a minute. We know that music. And here comes Swerve walking his way down to the ring. He is ready. Is he here with Keith Lee? Or is he a part of the Hurt Business? What is going on? He slowly walks out onto the ramp. MVP meets him at the bottom of the ramp. Swerve and MVP shake hands. But immediately Swerve drops MVP with the jumping knee. He uh, Lashley and the rest of the Hurt Business can't believe it. Keith Lee then grabs Montez and just throws him out of the ring while Swerve hits a huge springboard drop kick. Hits a huge springboard drop kick um, onto Angelo Dawkins. Swerve and Lee stare at Lashley on the apron, who slowly backs away, yelling at the two. Swerve bends down, picks up the championship. Uh, Keith Lee reaches for it, but Swerve pulls it away for a second and looks at it before reaching it to him and raising his hand. The Mayhem roster is getting more and more stacked as we go along. Who will show up next? Find out next week. Wow. Very interesting. (laughs) Very, very interesting. Swerve, I like it. Swerve. Kind of like it. Man, I was kind of, the whole time I was kind of thinking, man, Keith Lee in the Hurt Business. Mm -hmm. Like, that would be slick. I kind of like that. (laughs) Oh, man. Good show. I enjoyed it. Uh, I love that you're running back. Cena and AJ next week. Yep. Love that so much. I love the uh, beat up John Cena callback. <laughs> that was that may have been my favorite. It was very good. Um, and, and of course Keith Lee being the first champion to yeah. successfully defend. That was very cool. <laughs> good stuff, man. I enjoyed it. A vignette but for I, the. I, I yes, I'm gonna go back and listen and process. <laughs> um, yes, but um. Bailey and Jordan Grace saw that one eventually happening. Yeah, uh, glad that it did though. That was cool. Uh, good stuff, man. Very good stuff. Yeah, my women's champion was not on the show. Yeah, um, but we're building to something. We'll get there. So we'll get there. So we'll get yeah, there. It's good, man. Moxie and Punk. That was. <laughs> I, yeah, you had to think that when Cena was going to show up, especially because Punk promo that he actually cut in AEW, yeah. you kind of thought, okay, when these three are on the same brand, yeah. you got to call gotta, back to that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, uh, full disclosure, this has been my plan from the beginning before right. they even did that in AEW. So I'm not, I'm not mooching off of them with, right. with Moxley and C- and Punk. 
Um, also because nobody's going to cut a promo and get suspended afterward. Well, maybe, but well, maybe. Um, but yeah, depends. it's uh, once I knew Cena was coming back, I knew I had to. You right. couldn't have Cena and Punk on the same roster and not have them interact at all. There's a lot of stuff that if you guys are listening and enjoying this and you think you see it on WWE or AEW, there's a good chance they stole it from us. I'm just <laughs> saying because we book these things so far in advance, and of course they do too. Right. I'm not saying as soon as it comes on their TV, that's the minute they have the idea. Right. But. There's a good chance we've had the idea just as long as they have. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. Like from the beginning of this, I've had Wardlow and FTR, FTR basically together. Right. And like two months after they were together on AEW. So, you know, somebody's listening somewhere. Somebody's listening somewhere. And if you are, make sure you hit us up and let us know and give us a spot on your creative team. Yeah. Because we will take it. Yes, we will. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for another edition of the PBWF. Hope you are enjoying it. Uh, probably have a couple of changes coming to the show here shortly. Uh, we will let you know about that very, very, very soon. So just make sure you're subscribed wherever you find your podcast. Follow us on social media at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. Thanks for hanging out with us on this edition of the PBWF presented by the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you guys down the road.